0: with Joanna and Daphne, a fitness and nutrition podcast for normal people who want to be more awesome. If you have trouble deciding between just one more cupcake and just one more kettlebell swing, this is the podcast
1: for you. I'm Joanna Shaw-Flam. I'm an actor, a comedian, and a normal person. And I am Daphne Yang. I'm a certified personal trainer, certified nutrition counselor, and the creator of Hit It!, New York's ultimate high-intensity interval training workout. Before we begin, remember to talk
0: to your doctor or medical practitioner before starting any workout or nutrition plan. This episode is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon, including Andrew, Jan, Lola, Mike, Jason, Dave, Ethan, Libby, Maddie, Patricia, Sarah, and Ben. You can join us for as little as a dollar a month by going to JustOneMorePodcast.com
1: and clicking become a patron. And you guys are all of our favorite people. That's so right. if you if you want to be one of our favorites, become a patron. That's right. <laughs> I know
0: who all of our patrons are, and I think of I, I think of them every night before I go to sleep.
1: It's not creepy at all. It's not creepy. It's not <laughs> weird.
0: Not sad. Not weird. Um, today, uh, we are talking about something that is, uh, in the words of Zoolander, so hot right now, um, which is CBD. Um, if you live, at least in New York, but I know also in lots of other metropolitan areas, I mean, California was way ahead on all of this, um, but... You probably can't stop seeing stuff that has CBD in it or on it or advertised next to it or whatever. And it's exciting because it's kind of related to weed, which means like maybe it's illegal, maybe it's not. Is it going to get you high? It's very exciting um, because we like things that are illicit. <laughs> um, but it's we're starting to see it in a ton of wellness stuff. Um, and it's also getting called a, um, like, miracle cure for everything. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk about it um, so we can talk about what it actually is. Is it legal? Is it safe? Is it placebo effect? What do we think it might be helpful for? What do we actually have the research to back it up? Um, so today is
1: going to be all about CBD. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this conversation. I'm super excited for this topic. I do feel like... Trends totally ebb and flow. Yeah, like right now, I feel like it's all about CBD. Charcoal is a big thing, mm-hmm. and not just like charcoal skincare, but charcoal drinks and ingesting charcoal. It's in a lot of products. I feel like collagen is really mm-hmm. big right now. Um, ashwagandha is all of a sudden very big. Sorry, and that, I, I, I know. You. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a it's an herb. It's a um, it's like in pill form, and in the, then of course there's like turmeric. So. Mm. A lot I did of stuff is, that says CBD is this year's term. <laughs> totally, it's so. I I agree. I feel like it is. It has reached that level of popularity, and I'm excited to talk all about it. So before we do, I want to say a couple things first, which is we always
0: say this, but Daphne and I are not doctors. We're also not lawyers or law enforcement officers. So we have done our research and are going to give you information to the best of our abilities. But um, because CBD and marijuana-related things still are in a uh, total gray area legality-wise in our country, please don't take things that we say and then (laughs) When you like get arrested on a
1: street corner, and be like, "But Daddy said." Yeah, when you use a CBD chapstick, and then all of a sudden <laughs> the cops swarm you. Um, so they, they won't. They won't. Well, Pro- we're saying probably. that but we should probably right. say that We if don't they know. do, we're not liable. Right, for it. we're not responsible for you. You're
0: an adult, and you need to make your own decisions. And if you're not an adult, probably don't listen to this episode. They're just gonna want to listen yeah. more. We should have like a. You should be 14 and over to listen to this. <laughs> Um, well, let's start by talking about just the basics. So I'm probably going to be doing a little bit more factual talking in this episode than usual because I did a lot of (laughs) nerd research, (laughs)
1: which is good. Uh, We love, we love our nerd research. Um, and one
0: tricky thing in finding out stuff about CBD is that a lot of the resources that are writing about it the most have skin in the game. Mm -hmm. Either they are a marijuana advocacy group or it's like a company that sells something with CBD in it. Mm-hmm. So I had to be pretty careful in looking at resources to try to make sure that I was getting like un- as, as unbiased as possible sources. Um, but I'm going to include in the show notes a bunch of the articles that I read. So if you want to check them out for yourselves, everybody, you totally can. Um, but I figured we could start with what it stands for. Because CBD is an
1: acronym. Mm-hmm. Can you say the word that it's an acronym yes, for? Yes, CBD is an acronym for cannabid oil. cannabidiol. Cannabidiol. Can, yeah, <laughs> and it sounds like I'm saying, and another thing people get confused about, it sounds like we're saying cannabid oil, like O I L, but it's just one word, cannabid oil, and it's not oil. Like, yes, you can get cannabid oil in oil form, like in tinctures, mm-hmm. that wouldn't droplets, but it is not oil. It is Cannabid Oil, I-O-L, at the end.
0: Yeah. Um, And it is a cannabis extract. Um, So comes from the same plant family um, as marijuana or hemp, Um, but it doesn't contain THC, which is the psychoactive component of marijuana. So basically, it doesn't get you stoned. Mm -hmm. So first things first, CBD, um, as it is available most places, is not going to get you stoned. Um, But Um, People are saying that it might have all these other like really awesome benefits and that's why you're seeing it everywhere. Um, One of the things that I read said that industry analysts predict the market in the U.S. will reach a billion dollars by 2020. So this is you are not going to see less about CBD in the future. You're only going to see more about it.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's just going to become more and more popular. Um, yeah, I'm, so it, I'm it, curious how much you've been seeing about it. Partially because you're in the fitness and wellness industry, and also
0: because you're from California, where mm-hmm. um, uh, recreational marijuana is now legal.
1: So mm-hmm. like the landscape is different. Yeah, and it is very different um, in California. It's actually noticeably different. Every time I go home um, in California, we actually see billboards for. Um, New uh, marijuana companies and we, or new marijuana apps. That's what it is. So apps. yeah, so many apps. So it's like marijuana and technology. That's uh, so now you can get an app and then you can get marijuana delivered very quickly. So in terms of, uh, so I I I am really glad you stated right off the bat that cannabis oil or CBD is just a component of marijuana, and it is not the part of of marijuana that makes you feel it is not the psychoactive part so it actually does not go to your brain and it does not make you feel high so in terms of all the states right now that are, so there are some states where marijuana is legal recreationally and medically and then there are states where marijuana is only legal medically and then there are states where it is neither so of course we have California, Oregon Washington, Nevada, Colorado Alaska, Vermont, Maine um, Massachusetts so these are the ones where it's legal medically and um, recreationally and then there's then I'm not going to list all of them but there are a lot of states that have neither like there are a lot of states where it is not um, legal at all so marijuana became illegal in the 1930s and that's when people thought that it was a threat to society people believed that um, that because of the THC That it was going to alter the minds of a lot of people, and and we know marijuana is actually a plant, so it is something that is natural and uh, (laughs) which I have to say does not mean it's good for you. No, does not mean it's good for you just because it's a plant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it's. I think it is. Yeah, I think it's interesting in terms of, and this might be a separate conversation, but thinking about how people, uh, how some natural substances are potentially better for us than certain subsist- substances that are manufactured, of course, um, that's that, that's that's a good conversation to have. But anywho, right. so it's talking... In general, we're not going to talk
0: about marijuana itself today because that's probably a deeper conversation. Mm-hmm. One thing I will say is that, uh, and I'll link to um, the podcast Code Switch has some great episodes about this, about how racialized the um, criminalization of marijuana was, mm-hmm. um, which was that, like... Even the fact that it's called marijuana instead of its various other names has to do with trying to link it to um, black and brown people uh, who the society at the time was trying to Mm -hmm. um, keep down. Um, So uh, there are lots of people writing and talking about the ethics and uh, potential benefits of marijuana in general. Um, We're just going to talk about the 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 narrow narrow CBD. And one thing I wanted to say is Um, you might be wondering uh, if it's not legal everywhere if marijuana isn't legal everywhere why am I seeing so much CBD Um, and part of that is um, that most of the CBD you're seeing at least in New York is not made from marijuana plants it's made from hemp plants Mm -hmm. Um, and both marijuana and hemp come from the same family of plants but um, hemp uh, there are rules
1: that allow hemp to be grown legally in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's why we see hemp protein, Mm -hmm. hemp necklaces, hemp bracelets, hemp clothes. Um, Hemp has very, very, very low THC, hardly any, and it's not psycho, it's like barely psychoactive. And then a lot of people talk about how, like a big conversation right now is that hemp is way more sustainable and so much better for the environment to make products out of than cotton. Mm -hmm. So um, from a carbon footprint standpoint, also from a worker standpoint, so um, yeah, so that's the difference between hemp and marijuana. They're actually
0: different. It's so interesting too. Like all this stuff is really changing and sort of moving and shaking right now. Like if you listen to this, we're recording this in October of twenty eighteen.
1: If you listen to this from a year a year from now, a lot of the legal stuff we're Might talking change. about will have changed. Yeah, probably. yeah. Because um, CBD is is legal in the thirty states where medicinal and or recreational marijuana is legal. Um, so and yeah, and then other some states have specific laws surrounding CBD oil. Yeah. that being said, if you have a CBD chapstick or if you're drinking a CBD dirty lemon water, and I'll talk about that. It's like another hot new thing right now. It's the that brand. Um, you are very not likely going to get arrested. Like it's yeah. just so. Um, it's I guess it's almost like small it's, potatoes.
0: Yeah, Here, exactly. So. It's low on the radar. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk quickly about what I learned about how CBD is made. Mm-hmm. So CBD can be made either from marijuana or from hemp. Um, most of what you're seeing, at least in New York and a lot of other places um, that don't have recreational marijuana, is going to be made from hemp plants. So um, the... Um, Use the stalks of hemp plants when you're making CBD. Um, so you basically like grind them up, and then you use an extraction process that uses um, CO two, and that um, extracts the oils and wax. It looks sort of like um, it looks like a, a like a wetter pomade or something, mm-hmm. but it's like gold in color. Um, kind of syrupy, maybe. Yeah, but like okay. a, like a thick like a caramel almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, then. Um, you, They can use ethanol to refine the oil and separate the wax from the oil. And then they make that into all sorts of things like um, tinctures that you like drop with an eyedropper um, or uh, capsules that you take like vitamins, um, vape oil. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first time we've ever said vape know, on our right? podcast. Yeah. I feel like that's, um,
1: wow, that's one of the first times I've said it out loud. You still haven't bape, said it. Oh, bape. now you do. There we go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, there's. It's in a lot of like stuff aimed at pets, mm-hmm. um, lotions, gummies. It's being sold in coffee and in smoothies. I've been seeing it at um, a lot of like hipster coffee shops and smoothie places mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah. in drinks now. Yep. Um, And the one thing I wanted to say is that CBD oil is different from hemp seed oil, Mm -hmm. um, which you also might see at, like, a Whole Foods or something, um, because hemp seed oil is derived from the seeds instead of from the stalks, and hemp seed oil does not contain CBD. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So. Yeah. So it's... um... You know, with a lot of things that are very trendy right now, oftentimes the research hasn't been around long enough for, uh, and then I say this in regards to anything that becomes super trendy very Mm -hmm. quickly, oftentimes when things take off immediately, like coconut oil and um, the research, we haven't had enough like decades and decades and decades of research. So this is just like kind of a disclaimer. I oftentimes will just use like cigarettes as an example, right? Those came on board and they were advertised as um, a health thing, like this was good for you, um, and then here we are, fifty years later, dealing with like. The after, it's like the worst. Mm-hmm, yeah, thing you dealing with do. the after effects for of yourself. it. So sometimes I feel the same way about some major like we don't know how technology and like the radiation whatever and and if I sound a little. I'm trying to not sound like conspiracy theorists, but this is just my <laughs> no, it's... kind of like disclaimer that anything that becomes super trendy, everyone be aware and use your best judgment. Because um, even though marijuana has existed for a long time, um, a lot of times these new trends, uh, the research is kind of quick. And sometimes we need decades and decades of research. So well I wanted to say, let's let's do it like this. Let's first talk
0: about some of the claims that are being made about mm-hmm. what people say it will do for you. Um, and then let's talk about like where the research is at mm-hmm. on those things.
1: And then we can um, talk about our own personal experience.
0: Oh, totally. <laughs> um, so here are some things that I saw CBD listed as, or like claims I saw being made about things CBD might be good for. Um, epilepsy, anxiety, PTSD, addiction, schizophrenia, chronic pain, chemotherapy-induced nausea and vomiting, spasticity in multiple sclerosis patients, arthritis, depression, diabetes, cancer... Um, you said,
1: uh, like, Crohn's disease, Crohn's disease. Yeah. Inflammatory, inflammatory, autoimmune,
0: yes. autoimmune diseases. Um, yes, uh, it has uh, it apparently, or people say it has anti-inflammatory properties. So this was a large category of things. It goes from everything from, like, epilepsy to cancer. To pain relief. To pain relief to... Um,
1: psychosis. Mm -hmm. So a lot of claims being made right now. Yeah. And uh, the majority of these, there is, there is quite a bit of, but once again, talking about research, it's like very kind of recent research. Yes. Um, or, um, well, let's talk
0: about the research in a second. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are, just in terms of legality before we start talking about research, because research is affected by legality. Mm -hmm. Um, scientists have a hard time getting funding to study, illegal drugs mm-hmm. because the government doesn't want to pay someone to give
1: someone drugs they say right. are harmful because then they they worry about society being threatened by right. this exactly right. what if we turn just kind of everyone into drug monsters right which is pretty i mean in my opinion pretty unlikely with this but Well, it's changing because um, one thing that just
0: recently happened in September of this year was that the DEA moved CBD from Schedule One, which is like worst drugs ever, mm -hmm. to Schedule Five, which will mean that um, FDA approved CBD products will be able to be sold at pharmacies instead of just marijuana dispensaries. Mm -hmm. So that's a big deal in terms of sort of like mainstreaming of CBD
1: products. As long as they're FDA approved. And I would not be surprised if pretty soon, if pretty soon it would be in like Target and Whole Foods and um, available on Amazon Prime. As of right now, it is not. Totally. So as of right now, um, we cannot purchase CBD products at those mass, those like big chain stores Mm -hmm. or through Amazon. But then, like you said, we can get CBD at our coffee shop, or we can literally order it online. Which
0: is interesting, because it's not for Amazon. Yeah, so um, going back to the legality, I'm just going to talk about New York, because mm-hmm. that's where we are. Um, so if CBD is derived from marijuana, it's not legal in New York, except for people with medical marijuana prescriptions. Mm-hmm. If it's derived from hemp, which most of the products you're seeing at like the smoothie shop or the coffee shop yeah. are, Um, it's legal on a state level, Mm -hmm. but no CBD is legal on a federal level yet. Well, actually no, um, there's one pharmaceutical grade CBD, which I'm about to talk about. Um, but most, uh, mostly no products made from marijuana are legal on a federal level. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you're ordering it online and it's going across state lines, that's probably a no, no. Um, if you get caught, um, but um, so the, where I got tripped up just there about talking about like FDA approval and stuff. So in April, a panel of advisors to the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, um, recommended approval of the first pharmaceutical grade CBD. It's called Epidiolex. Um, and it's intended to treat severe seizure disorders in children. Um, so it's likely that that will be sort of the first Federally approved medical use of CBD, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Like, um, I know some parents who have kids who have seizure disorders, and it's really um, can be really dangerous for the kids. It can be really hard to control, um, and so if the FDA is approving, hopefully this um, this pharmaceutical grade CBD and it can be helpful. That's uh, really a potentially huge benefit mm-hmm. um, to people who it's right for. Um, so that means someone's been doing some research, because the FDA won't approve stuff until there's research about it. Um, but uh, let's talk about some more research. Um, so uh, one thing that I found um, said that evidence about CBD being used for anti-anxiety, that's a thing I hear from like a lot of my friends who are taking it. It's for um, either diagnosed or undiagnosed anxiety. Um, evidence of the anti-anxiety effect comes from animal research and from very small short-term human studies that suggest CBD exhibits anti-inflammatory and anti-anxiety properties. Um, there will be more studies about this, I'm sure. Um, but uh, you should know that, like at least for that particular effect, the studies are small and mostly in animals. Mm-hmm. Um, There are, um, there's a big clinical trial that's about to start to see if CBD can help people with PTSD who also have, um, also abuse alcohol. Um, and I think that's super interesting. I think a lot of people have a hard time processing the idea of like using drugs to cure addiction to drugs. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, as we, said before like cbd doesn't give you like the psychoactive
1: yeah thing and so it's almost like the cbd itself is even though yes it's um you know it's level five classification i mean i guess from a government standpoint it is classified as a drug but because there's no psychoactive component to it um it's it's not gonna be like a party drug uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's more like um In my mind, I'm like, it's like melatonin. But (laughs) anywho. Well, (laughs) in some some ways it is, which is that
0: it's a supplement, which means that other than this pharmaceutical-grade stuff that is being tested, um, we don't know what's in it or what Mm. it does, um, which is kind of true of melatonin. Um, So anyway, there's interesting stuff going on with PTSD um, and alcohol disorder. Um, There's another big clinical trial um, to explore if it might help with um, preventing relapse in opioid abusers by reducing the craving for the drug. Um, That is being uh, done by a neuroscientist who directs the Addiction Institute at the Mount Sinai School of Medicine. Um, And there is also a double-blind randomized controlled clinical trial, which is like the gold standard of clinical trials, um, examining the role of CBD as an additional therapy to help treat schizophrenia. And that was published and showed that the experimental group had lower levels of psychotic symptoms than the placebo group. That would also be great. Um, Anyone who has dealt with either themselves or people in their lives have dealt with, like, psychotic um, symptoms know it's, like, really hard to figure out the right combination of things to keep them under
1: control. So if this could be part of that, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then quick side note about um, about treating addiction with, um, with CBD. Um, CBD doesn't hit. So you know how I talk about how sugar, alcohol, drugs, they hit a certain receptor in your brain. So sugar is technically more addictive than CBD. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So CBD doesn't actually go right to your brain. It doesn't go to your brain at all.
0: Right. Yeah. Which is so interesting because I think, I mean, so I am not a scientist and also don't have the scientific wherewithal to have read The actual studies. I read like abstracts and articles about them. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt here. But I think there is a really interesting idea in talking about when you're talking about addiction, um, figuring out better ways to stem the cycle of use. Um, Because, in, I'll include some resources about this too, but like the US has sort of adopted this like, Abstinence only like go cold turkey AA or nothing method of dealing with drug abuse and AA was actually never intended to deal with drug abuse It was only intended intended to deal with alcohol abuse Um, and so it's a big part of the opioid epidemic is um, That we have this fear of using drugs to help people get off drugs Mm -hmm. even though like oftentimes people who don't have drug assistance die because these addictions are really powerful things and it's not just like, oh, just like, you know, try harder. Mm -hmm. Um, So finding tools uh, that work are really important to helping uh, people who are suffering from addiction. So if this is one of them, I'm really excited that hopefully this reclassification means that more people will be
1: able to study it. Definitely, which I think is going to be... One of the first things to happen, yeah. yeah. I do feel like it's going to become even more widely researched um, because people have been studying marijuana itself for a really long time. People have been studying THC, but to isolate the cannabis oil mm-hmm. and to just study that and how that affects your body without the rest of the marijuana plant, I think I think we're gonna um, think we're gonna stumble upon a lot of stuff. And then also now that it's becoming popular they'll be doing studies in which they do studies over a length of time. Right. So they'll be working with big groups of people, but over time. And then that means over time we'll have some research as to what happens when someone uses it for maybe two years every single night. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's what we want to find out. You know, Anyone can do a quick study of how someone reacts to it right then and there, um, and what's happening to the blood maybe right then and there when someone ingests it. But it's nice to have those studies where it's about the duration and saying the long-term effects. If we're mixing it into coffee,
0: we better know what the long-term effects are. Exactly. Well, when I emailed you to say that I wanted to talk about this topic, you were super psyched and said that you had some personal experience or, or a personal connection because mm-hmm. of how it is being
1: used to help with Crohn's. Can yeah. you talk about
0: that a little bit? Yeah,
1: yeah, so my husband has Crohn's disease. So Stuart, my amazing husband, we met many years ago, we actually met through the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America, which is um, an organization that fundraises for the research and education and um, trying to find a, find a cure for Crohn's disease. So my husband and I, we met on my running team because I was coaching a running team in which the runners were fundraising and training and to run a race on behalf of this organization. So um, Crohn's disease is a big part of my world in the sense that I know um, dozens at at this point, like hundreds of people who have the disease and it's an anti, it's, it's an inflammatory bowel disease. It's an autoimmune disease where your body attacks any part of your intestines from your mouth all the way to your colon. So um, it's very painful. Um, it can go from, like I said, anywhere from the esophagus to the colon. Uh, it's lesions and abrasions and it's inflammation and it's scar tissue and it's, there's bleeding. And um, it's, it's, it's such a, it's like a very brutal, um, painful disease. And um, it can be really hard to
0: manage too, Yeah, right?
1: yeah. And oftentimes stress is a huge trigger for it because stress ignites an inflammatory response in your body completely um and then we can link to our inflammation episode which is a which is a really good one so in terms of my experience with cbd oil um so it was a few years ago um my husband and i we were uh, so much research was starting to pop up about the benefits of just marijuana for crohn's disease patients and how medical marijuana could really help people with a very painful autoimmune disease with um how marijuana can actually help reduce inflammation, reduce stress, calm anxiety, and then also reduce the pain. So it's a whole slew of effects. So naturally, <laughs> we played around with it for a little bit. Um, and kind of what you were talking about in terms of the landscape that I've witnessed, I, I remember when I was in high school, um, a friend of mine already getting his medical marijuana prescription when we were 17. Um, And I remember he was sick at the time, but I can't remember with what and Mm -hmm. I remember him talking about I grew up right near Berkeley Berkeley, California and um, The land of weed man The land of, it's an amazing, I know, I know, right? (laughs) Yeah, Berkeley is so awesome um so, um, and I remember visiting the dispensary with him because that's like what we did as kids. We would go to Berkeley <laughs> or no, we didn't go to dispensaries. We went to Berkeley. That's what I meant. Cause Berkeley had all the cool cafes and right. like, the cool stores. And so we would and spend the weed and the weed. So I remember visiting a dispensary when I was really young. Also, um, marijuana was just, uh, it's just much more recreational. So like my high school years, it was much more prevalent. Um, but it was never viewed as like a terrible, bad thing. Um, uh, and so, when I think we may my have had husband different totally there, PS. for sure, yeah. I'm sure of it. I I feel like everyone probably had like a very different experience, and I think it's based on I think geographically totally. it plays a really big um, geographically plays a really big part of it. So, so about a few years ago, my husband and I we thought, okay, well, let's just give this a shot. Yeah. Like, what do we have to lose, right? Um, besides. I don't know, getting arrested. <laughs> um, so we started like playing around with it. When I say playing around with it, um, I I mean um, like experimenting with, with edibles and, and uh, seeing how his body reacted to it. And it's kind of crazy. Um, he reacted really well. Like he reacted really, really well. So from a symptom standpoint, symptoms were, um, symptoms were dissipating and, Uh, Stress levels were going down. Inflammation was going down uh, to the point where, so Stuart, in terms of how often he gets his medicine injected into him, and it's a pretty aggressive medication. It's like he has to go in to the hospital every six weeks, and he has to be there for a few hours, and it's this big shot and then an IV drip and and it sucks like it really sucks like it invasive it's yeah it and then knowing that like oh is this the rest of your life where you have to be in your hospital every six weeks um so uh we started to notice that Stuart could go longer and longer and longer in between these hospital visits. So initially the six weeks was what his doctor wanted for him and his doctor wanted, and then Stuart would always notice towards the time that he was about to get an appointment. That's when inflammation would start to go up. It was like the medicine was wearing off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we noticed that he was able to go weeks and then months. And now Stuart is in a really wonderful place where he's pretty much in remission where he has not actually felt Crohn's pain I actually can't even remember the last time he had a flare. Now the first, and a flare is just when the inflammation gets bad and it's like stomach pain. He's out of work. Like he can't even go to work. Um, uh, cause it's so bad. And I actually can't remember, like, I'm like racking my brain right now trying to think of the last time Stuart had to stay home from work because of his Crohn's. And I can't think of it right now, which is pretty cool. So in terms of, so that was like the, the, like the marijuana aspect of it. And then, um, And then in terms of CBD. So that's actually more recent. So my experience with CBD oil is um, not only have I seen it everywhere from my Instagram to some of the products I use. And yes, being in the health and wellness space here in New York, when it comes to, I'm just gonna air quote, like trends, Mm -hmm. um, I see them first, I think. And I think it's just because it's it's kind of my day-to-day life in terms of who I'm interacting with and what I'm seeing from a social media standpoint, but then also what I'm seeing from a news standpoint. Uh, and also I, I love, I love research. Like I love learning. Like it's for me, I think it's very stimulating. Um, so when Stuart brought up, Stuart heard of CBD oil just through, Podcast, the podcast world. Sure. Which is great because, like, you and I are in the podcasting world. It's, it's, we, we learn about amazing things. There are some incredible thought leaders out there in the, and I don't even know if thought leader is the right word. Yeah, but sometimes like, they're like um, a lack of thought leaders. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about, like, but you people know, people pushing the, t- the envelope. Tim Ferriss, sure. the Joe Rogan, um, Dave Asprey, you know, like all my, like, fave guys out there who like I respect. Body hacking. Yeah, who I respect a ton. Mark Hyman, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, These are like the greats. Oh, even Dr. Oz was like talking about this when it first, when CBD oil first became really popular. So um, started hearing about it then, and then one of Stuart's very favorite doctors, Dr. Um, Rhonda Patrick, and she's a big podcaster, and she's like a big, brilliant, brilliant medical doctor. Um, She did a podcast episode on it and talked about Crohn's. And um, as a result, Stuart, Stewart was Stuart thought oh well maybe I should try just the direct CBD oil um, because maybe that will help as well and I can order it if it's it's a little cheaper yeah um and so he found a great brand and he got some and it arrived and it's in a bottle and it's like a bottle with a dropper and um, the very first night he took it uh, he <laughs> took a little too much and. <laughs> What he did and what you do with the dropper is you place some droplets underneath your tongue. You let it kind of hang out there for about 60 seconds. It really starts to get absorbed, and then you swallow it. So Stuart... um, And I think this is a testament to how, like, not dangerous it is because he was fine, even though he OD'd. Um, (laughs) So he took three dropperfuls, and I think he was only supposed to take three drops. Right. But he did three dropperfuls or something along those lines. and (laughs) And... And next thing you know, my husband was asleep, <laughs> and he had the best sleep of his life, and now he takes the correct amount, um, and and he's been feeling really great. So from a Crohn's perspective, I think that this has been something that has, uh, when he takes it, he feels relaxed, and he feels um, calm, and he feels just very unanxious, And then he has a very great quality of sleep. I know a lot of people take it during the day. So I guess maybe it doesn't make everyone fall asleep. And then I will just like, yeah, so I've I've taken it like quite a few times. Um, And I like it. And to be honest, like, how do I feel when I take it? Like, have I noticed any like huge, like, is my skin clearer? Like, you know, (laughs) is my digestion better? Is my... I don't know. Um, do I feel more beautiful and radiant? You know, because a lot of times people will sell these things and people will take them in hopes of A, weight loss, or B, um, just to feel more attractive. Like, who are we kidding here? You know, like yeah, that's course. that's the whole collagen, charcoal, coconut oil, ashwagandha. If we can't
0: say that it's going to make you skinny and pretty.
1: So true. <gasps> why right? are we going to sell it? So true. So I'm going to go right off the bat and just like say like, do I feel more beautiful and thinner? No. Like, Like, <laughs> like does it, did it? like the very first time I took it, did I fall asleep pretty much instantaneously? Yeah. I'm also going to say, I feel kind of the same way when I take a Benadryl. (laughs) And I also feel the same way when I take a melatonin. Like it's Mm -hmm. the same thing. Um, A lot of people have been asking me about CBD oil a a ton lately. And I always tell people for sure, do your own research and and use your best judgment. And I give people the facts. Um, However, a lot of people have been telling me a way they unwind. At the end of the at the end of the day, is they will have wine or they'll have some alcohol, and sometimes they don't feel as energized the next morning. Maybe they feel a little groggy or maybe they feel a little sleepier. The thing with the CBD oil is there, you don't feel anything the next day. In fact, I feel more of a quote air, air quote hangover when I take melatonin hmm. and when I take Benadryl. Especially when I take Nyquil, which don't worry, I only take it when I'm sick. Yeah. Although it's very fun, I don't when even I take,
0: take Nyquil when I'm sick anymore because it it's
1: destroys so, me. Yeah, it's it's so aggressive. Um, so um, you know, and once again, I always tell people to really make their own choices. But my personal experience with CBD oil. So I don't take it every night. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I take it when I'm like in the mood to take it. Like there's yeah. no real time. I. Um, Uh, You don't feel high at all. Like, there's no high. So if anyone is looking for a high... This is not your drug. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're looking to, like, get out of your mind, if you're looking for, like, something to make you feel, um, uh, like, so different, and, like, if you're looking to, like, have a good time, maybe stick to the wine. I don't know. (laughs) But, um... But... In all honesty, in my personal experience, it feels just like how I feel if I were to take like half a Benadryl and half a melatonin. I feel really great and it like eases me off into a very deep sleep. Um, Do I feel the need to take it every single night? Not at all. The nights that I take it, um, do I feel more stressed those evenings? Like, not even like it's leading me to take it? Honestly, no. Um, Sometimes if Stuart takes a dropper full, I'll be like, oh, give me one too. Um, And then some, and then most nights I'm like, oh, you know. I'm totally good without it. I'm totally neutral with it. So um, the thing with taking it for anxiety reduction and releasing stress, I do think that that uh, it's good in the sense that if you are looking to not drink every single night, I do think, and I'll just go on a limb and say this: I do think that this is a good alternative right mm-hmm. now.
0: Or if you're using weed to sort of self-medicate, yeah, for yeah, anxiety I think that doing stress?
1: CBD oil. And once again, like if you look at the brand that I'm using, it's a mix of hemp, um, it's hemp CBD, and then it's a whole bunch of coconut oil. Mm. So you're getting your medium-chain triglycerides, you're getting your like healthy fats all at the same time. So that being said, I also do want to uh, talk about how. Um, In my world and in my viewpoint, I always do think it's nice to like work on things from within and um, always never becoming dependent on something. And even though CBD is not addictive, habits become addictive. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, I think using, I think it's important to do things that still make us feel good on an emotional level and things that feel like nourishing, like, you know, like having dessert, you know, or like Eating like a big bowl of beef stew because it's cold outside. I am a firm believer in nourishing our bodies, um, but I would never tell someone, I would never want someone to have to take melatonin for the rest of their night. Ne- their, I'm going to use this as an example. Um, if someone has a really hard time sleeping, instead of me just recommending that they take melatonin forever, I might say they can try it, but I also talk about, well, um, maybe you should try meditation. Maybe you should turn off your screens about an hour before bed. Or maybe you should see what, what is it that's causing you the anxiety that you can't sleep. Maybe you should address that and then um, focus on your quality of sleep. Maybe get a breathe right strip for your nose. Maybe make your room colder. Maybe make your room darker. So do you see where, what, where yeah, I'm getting at with this? It's kind that, of like, like, don't just go for the melatonin. See if you can like... See if you can let your body create its own melatonin by, like, doing these steps first because it's never good to become dependent on anything. Also, like, what if it, it gets... What if, what if it's not made anymore? What if you don't have access to it? I even say this about running. Don't become dependent on your music to mm-hmm. run. Because so, what if music gets banned? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if your iPhone... What, what if your phone is dead right. and then you have a crappy run because in your head you're mad that you don't have the the music, or you feel like you're having a bad run because you don't have something that you feel like you need for your run. So what I'm getting at here is that deal with the underlying issues. Too. I think it's important to deal with the underlying issues. Um, but that being said, I still think CBD's a pretty cool thing right now. Um, I'm also eager and excited for more research to mm-hmm. to come on board. And you're absolutely right, Joan. I see it everywhere. I even see it right now in charcoal beverage that I, you know, that it's called, I don't even know if I should be promoting a brand. It's just called Dirty Lemon, but it's just another thing. It's all over Instagram. Yeah. Literally all over Instagram. It's just like a, it's a $9 bottle of water that like has charcoal in it and like ginger and CBD and collagen. It literally has, it's it's like, oh, we're going to put every single trend in this bottle and then we're going to market it and it's going to be beautiful. Like it's, um, and you can order that so easily. Um, and in terms of like, all the the health benefits. Uh, CBD cream is another big one, too, mm. for athletes. and like, their oh, like, topical cream. Topical cream, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, then CBD for, like, skin. Like, it's like hemp became so popular all of a sudden, and it, people were like, ooh, hemp, you know? Like, ooh, hemp protein, or ooh, hemp um, hemp face cream, hemp eye cream. And it was like, ooh, it's kind of illicit, exactly mm-hmm. like you said. I feel like the same thing is happening right now with CBD. However, um, in my experience CBD is just a little bit more potent than well where you're not going to get any effect if you eat hemp protein right but anyways yeah you're not going to get high off of hemp protein powder
0: well um let me talk about some of the things that I think people should know before they try it Mm -hmm. um just in terms of like making your own decisions about what you do and don't want to do um the first thing is Um, definitely talk to your doctor especially to see if CBD might be interacting with other medications that you take Um, that's something you should do anytime you take a vitamin or supplement Mm -hmm. um, because just because you can get it without a prescription doesn't mean that it won't affect other things you're taking like for example I take um, medicine for thyroid problems and um, if you uh, take that medication too close to taking a calcium supplement, which you can get over the counter. I wouldn't have to talk to my doctor about it. Um, But if you take them too close together, it stops the absorption of the thyroid meds. So it's really important to talk to your doctor just to make sure that you're not like screwing yourself over with this like fun thing you got in your matcha latte. Mm -hmm. Um, So talk to your doctor. Um, Anything that you're putting in your body that is a supplement, um, there's a potential for it to interact with other things. So Mm -hmm. do your diligence about that. Um, there are also some super bogus cancer claims out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something that the FDA has actually sent some warnings to companies about. Um, uh, one, So these are the kind of things that the FDA was like, uh-uh, don't say these things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was, quote, almost all studies recognize CBD's potential in preventing both cancer spread and growth. Yikes. If something that you can buy over the counter tells you it's going to prevent the spread of cancer, be warned. Yeah. Um, Uh, another one said combats tumor and cancer cells Uh, another one said CBD makes cancer cells commit quote suicide without killing other cells yeah be super wary of anything that claims it can cure cancer um, that you can buy from like a tea shop on the corner Um, if it could really kill cancer we'd know about it Um, not to say that there might not be benefits to people who are fighting cancer um, to take CBD But it's certainly not going to be, there's no evidence to say that you should do it instead of medical treatment. Mm -hmm. Um, So stay away for that reason. Um, A lot of products are mislabeled, and there's just a lot less oversight of supplements than medications that you're getting from the pharmacy. So make sure that you're reading those labels. What's in there? Is it a mix of CBD and coconut oil, or is it a bunch of weird crap? If it's a bunch of weird crap, maybe don't take it. there may be side effects in the study of CBD um, for childhood epilepsy. Some of the side effects included sleepiness, fatigue, less appetite, weight gain, and diarrhea. So like you were saying earlier, we don't really have that much evidence about long-term use. Um, so it might be just like a you know nice way to get relaxed before you go to sleep. Um, if it gives you diarrhea, not so much fun. <laughs> so. Anything that you're taking that's a supplement could have unintended consequences. That's never fun. (laughs) Um, And there are also questions about how how CBD and THC work together versus separately, Um, and we don't have a lot of research about that yet. Um, There's the same thing with vitamins. Like we don't have, um, in some ways, we don't actually have that much proof that taking vitamins as supplements does the same thing for you as taking, as like eating
1: the foods that that have those vitamins.
0: Mm and uh there are people mostly on the like pro marijuana side who say like um the cbd trend from hemp is about like saying that this is like the good kind of cannabis and marijuana is the bad kind but it's totally possible that actually the biggest benefits might be from cbd and thc working together so research to be done on that um Probably a lot of it will get done in the next few years. Mm-hmm. So um, keep googling and check your sourcing. Um, if the like website that you're searching has like a giant marijuana leaf on the front, like maybe take another look at another mm-hmm. source also. Not to discount people who are pro marijuana, but you just want to try to get a
1: not biased source. Yeah, it's like turmeric and curcumin. Like mm. those two, like need to be together in mm. order for them to work. So yeah, like we have a lot to okay. find out still. And another thing too is when when purchasing these these products, making sure you go through a company that talks about the process of their CBD extraction and what purity tests they're going for because some tests have been done where um, some CBD products, they'll get tested and they actually have a little less CBD than they're claiming to have. So they're still like effective but not as effective as they claim to be and it's not as much CBD as they claim to have um so so essentially you want to make sure you avoid fraud so also ordering from companies that are based in colorado because colorado requires these products to completely be tested for potency and purity so it's a uh, yeah like it can buying buying anything off of the internet can be it can be like the wild wild west when it comes to ordering products and supplements especially online uh so just make sure that the company you order from is one that does the potency and purity testing. Yeah, and especially because like this stuff isn't cheap. Um, yeah, it's not as expensive
0: as like um, you know cancer medication, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's not cheap. So you want to make sure that you're getting something that's really what it says it is. Yeah. Um. And the truth is, like we only have so many ways of knowing that because of the different laws in different states. Mm-hmm. Um. So, do your research. Um, don't do it. Stuart didn't take too much right away. Start dosing low and then work your way up. That was you- really
1: funny. I'm glad he was okay. He was out cold. <laughs> yeah. I was um, like, I could have, sh- like, shaken him. And he was just he was just asleep. Yeah. He was very calm. It was like he took three melatonins.
0: <laughs> and I feel like I should say this because I didn't say this earlier in the episode. Um <laughs> I'm super square when it comes to drugs. Mm-hmm. I've never done any drugs of any kind in any circumstance. Um, and that's true. I'm not just saying that because my parents listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, for me coming at CBD, I think I have more maybe of the like typical Midwestern nerves about it, which is like, I don't know, is it gonna like feel weird or like, what if I have to get drug tested or all those mm-hmm. things? Um, and, you know, those are all concerns and risks that you have to sort of figure out for yourself because mm-hmm. our tolerance for trying things is going to be different because of, like you said, I grew up in Minnesota yeah. where it was like weeds for bad kids. Right, right, Whereas totally. you grew up in
1: California where it's like basically the same as like, yeah. you know, soda or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. And another thing too, I think me being like in the, the wellness space, like, and I talk about this often, I'll guinea pig myself yeah, intentionally. Like I, I, I almost like do experiments on my body just so I can know what it feels like. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with that. And if, and if the outcome is bad, then I know to tell people that it's right. bad. Like if I were to take, I don't know, collagen and I was like, but my skin is not beautiful. <laughs> You know, I I would, I would tell people that, um, or if something, if I ever tried something and it like didn't work out the way it was supposed to, that way I can tell people because I think also firsthand experience. So I think like that's where, that's where my head is when it comes to CBD oil in the sense that I guess I'm so down to like guinea pig myself, but you're totally right too. When it comes to Um, I think geography and I think just like our previous experience it it plays a big part in it And so I think it's good that we can kind of offer both sides of The spectrum, Mm -hmm. you know, so offer both both opinions and both of our Experiences and kind of history with with everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm gonna do a little bit of a takeaway So everybody's talking about CBD Uh, this year's turmeric very hot right now (laughs) Um, it stands for cannabidiol oil. Um, and it's a cannabis extract. It can be made either from marijuana or from hemp. If you're seeing it in New York, it's probably made from hemp because recreational marijuana is not legal here. Um, but uh, it is made from uh, cannabis plants and it can be made into extracts or capsules, vape oil, lotions, gummies. Uh, it can be put in coffee and smoothies, all these places that we're seeing it. Um, there are a lot of claims about what it might be good for. and um, We're waiting for a lot of the research on a lot of those things. Um, There may be uh, anecdotal experiences or experiences that you have had. um, And there is some research that shows particularly for um, dealing with seizures, um, potentially dealing with um, addiction, um, that it might be a really powerful tool. But there are a lot of claims being made that don't have that much research backing up. So use your own good judgment. Don't uh, trust anything that says it's going to cure your cancer um, because it's probably not. Um, Be careful with sourcing and reading labels just like you would be with anything else. Um, And uh, yeah, Um, I'll be super interested to hear what our listeners' experiences are. If you either have had CBD experiences or you've been thinking about it and have decided not to try it for some reason. Let us know what you're thinking about. Either email us, info at justonemorepodcast.com, or you can message us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, I'll be super interested to see sort of like where our community is at with this yeah, stuff. Yeah, me too. Because um, I'm sure a lot of you are seeing it, but then I'm also guessing that there will be people who are like, CB what? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it just like hasn't yeah. been a thing where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let us know where you're at. It's yeah. super interesting.
1: And then I think for, if anyone is curious about the brand that I use, I guess just email me. Oh yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. You can email us and down yeah. will tell you. Because I think it's, um, I did a bit of research as well in terms of, and it's a Colorado company and they also give back to a charity, which is pretty cool. Nice. But yeah, I know it's like when we, when we hear of something that is, I guess, supported by someone who we trust in the industry, it is, um, more likely so like i said how i found this brand and if people are looking for a brand that is verified they can ask me
0: there you go <laughs> um awesome well thanks for talking about cbd daphne anytime thanks for listening to just one more with joanna and daphne our show is hosted by daphne yang and me joanna shawflam we're produced and edited by me our theme music is by hannah versus the many who you can hear at hannah we'll be back next week you can make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing to Just One More on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. For show notes, help subscribing, and to join us on Patreon, you can go to our website, justonemorepodcast.com. Let us know what you think. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at justonemorepod, on Facebook at facebook.com justonemorepodcast, or you can email us at info at justonemorepodcast.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.